Right, cool. Yes, people, what's good? How's everyone doing? All the people that are tuning in, all the people that are watching, I hope you guys are safe. I hope your families are safe. Guys, how's it going? We're good, man. We out here. Hey, how are you? I'm very, very well. I'm I'm blessed. What's cooking? <laughs> Did you say what's cooking? I said what's cooking. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm not cooking anything today, sadly. Um, I baked something, you know, a couple of days ago, but... I was going to ask, but go, please go ahead. <laughs> no, I haven't baked anything today. I made... I told you guys I made cupcakes a couple of days ago. Oh, I made the um, sprinkle cake as well. That was fun. What was it? Yeah. Mm. There was no fruit on it. There was absolutely not a single piece Amazing. of fruit. Yeah, that's one cake that I can mess with. I'm gonna I think actually it's more the nostalgia of like, you know, way back primary school times that'll make me mess with it now. But to go and spend my money to buy it, I'm sorry. Oh. I can't do that. Yeah, for those who are listening, Shegs only eats cakes that have fruit on it. It's a real it's a real one. Pause. It's a real yeah. one. Now the dessert has to have fruit. If it doesn't, then it's a bit bland to me. It's just sugar. Oh. Oh, really? You're trying to get your, trying to get your um, five a day, innit? Yeah, by any means necessary. By any wow. means. By any means. Are you, are you selective with your fruit as well? Is it just any fruit? That goes on the cake. Variety of fruit, a variety. Um, quite a few different. I've been exploring like past. Yeah, because you know, some of these fruits, yeah, it's not you're not limited to like pineapple and mango. Like, there's a lot of fruits I can name five fruits that you guys have never even heard of, and you name actually it. have to look around. Have you heard of a mango steam? Yeah, Ooh. have you tried a mango steam before? No, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> oh. Have you tried a mango seed, Renee? Yeah. Oh, what do you think of it? I had it at like a really like fancy dinner at university. Like the dessert was like mango seed and like dark chocolate, something silly. No, like not that. mango seed, mango steam. Mango who? Steam. Mango <laughs> steam. Mango steam. Never mind. No, I haven't tried it. <laughs> this is arguably probably one of the best fruits around. In terms of taste, like it kind of tastes like a pear, pineapple, mango, oh, banana, all in one. It's weird. It's weird, and it's very rare. Yeah, I love your facial expressions, you know. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you afterwards. Yeah, I actually made a collage, like while I was editing last video of your facial expressions. Amazing. Wow. I'm very <laughs> expressive, you know. People have I've gotten this all my life. People are like Renee, your facial expressions are so great, and I'm just like. I just can't help. I can't help it. <laughs> so but yeah, there's, there's a lot of exotic and a lot of rare fruits out there as well. Sometimes you have to go hunting, go to certain markets because not all of them are easily accessible, especially at a time like this as well. You can't access a lot of these other fruits. But yeah, there's quite a few. I'll get. I'll give you guys a little bundle. Have some snake fruit there. Post lockdown, I want a fruit cake with like the exotic fruits on the top. No, I won't put that. I want to put. I want to put in a fruit cake. I want you to experience the flavors by themselves, so you can see. I would. I would also like it on the cake, though. 
on the cake. You're the doctor mm-hmm. of all trades. So we have I'll a high see, standard I'll, for you. I'll see, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> we have a we have a high standard of you, bro. So you know you have to you, know I mean? you have to eclipse it. Don't worry. I do this. I do this, man. I don't <laughs> disappoint. I don't disappoint. Would you, would you like to share your your new uh, slogan that we discovered recently? <sighs> my new slogan. Yeah. What's my new slogan? Was it again? I'm not gonna forget. Huh? I, I've done this. I've, I've been doing this. I've done this. Something like that. Oh, oh yeah, that's why I want the back of my hoodie as well. Oh, here we go. Imagine a man quoting himself on the back of his hoodie. You just can't you can't make that up, can you? In fact, I don't want it at the back, I want it in the front. I want it in the front. I want everyone to see this. I want everyone to know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do both of your heads just lean to the side? Like, let me also leave my head as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Cool. Let's get let's get into the topic of well, today, let's get to the discussion. Ellie, you're gonna to have to remind me one more time. Well, you written, you got, I've got it in my head, but the way yeah. you worded it is, is perfect. Um, before actually, I remind you about that. Oh, your name, maybe that's the signal she's giving me as well. This is uh, the first official episode. Oh, yeah, we have uh, an amazing this is what happens when you're just here gallivanting talking about a. <laughs> No, <laughs> I love that this is all going on. I love it. I love it. Carry on, mate. <laughs> oh my days! Yeah, I, I completely forgot. But yeah, go on. Do the introduction. I thought you were doing the introduction. <laughs> now you got for me. <laughs> so this is the first official episode that we have. Uh, amazing. Would I say cast member? Class member? Cast, cast, man. Cast, oh, class. I'm about to say. No, 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 no. It's the same, same X-Men. I ain't trying to go to Central Foundation. Wow. What do you mean? Don't do that. Don't do that. I hope you know a lot of them are listening in right now, so. Yeah. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> That's okay. I've got, I've got card for days. An STA girl. Well, I can hold the cord. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I can hold it. So, uh, this is the first official episode that we have uh, on with Renee as an official member of the Unscripted Gang, Unscripted Club, Unscripted. Round of applause, please. Where's the, where's the sound um, thing? You know what? I need to put that probably in the next episode or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we, we just... Um, it happened in a very unconventional way, um, but again, I guess with life, um, even the best, most times the best things, you know, you come across without necessarily having a plan or whatnot. And from when we did our first episode, which I apologize again this time, everyone can hear me, everyone can see me, that unfortunately, smiley <laughs> shaken, please. Yeah. Smiling. Oh, the thing's ringing. Great. Okay. Oh, put down the sound back. It's delivery, apparently. Oh. Okay. What was that? <laughs> so it happened in a very unconventional way, um, but it was. 
<laughs> Is this enemy of progress at your door? What's what's going on? I do not know. Sorry. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> anyway, where was I? So, see, th- things just keep happening. Things keep happening to, <laughs> to, to, to slow down progress. So, the way that it happened was very unconventional, um, was very out of the norm to say so. I think we just got one episode in. Apologies, even those who are listening, watching this, will not be able to, to hear, to watch the gem. But we believe that certain things don't ha- certain things happen for a reason. So we're, trying, we're trying to look at it from a positive angle. Um, I guess that's the best thing I can say to save myself from the error that was made in that day. But, Renee, we have you on. Uh, that first episode was dope. Um, publicly, you know, I think we can even go on record to even, like, share, like your dopeness to give you the props and yeah just to welcome you on i think yeah i don't know what else shagan wants to say but yeah we definitely we're actually looking for um a female to jump on oh she's laughing no this sounds like um you know the speeches that someone gives at like a wedding or a graduation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might even cut this out a bit. I don't know. See how I'm feeling. See how I'm feeling. I'm enjoying <laughs> it. No, keep keep going. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Uh, actually, looking to get a female on for a couple months. It's kind of been me and Shakes. Shakes um secret um lookout, whatnot, or I don't know. And we wanted to see people in their natural habitats and stuff like that. Um, and you just, I can say, surpassed everything. So we are actually very Don't gas her up too much now. I know. Don't <laughs> gas her up too much I'm trying, I'm trying. I'm, trying. Yeah. I'm not yeah. trying, trying. But we are actually <laughs> privileged and happy, you know, to have you on. So, yeah. I know Shake's probably just going to add on, yeah, an okay or something like that. He's crossing his arms. <laughs> Man doesn't want to gas me up. I'm listening. Jake, what did you want to say? I'm, I'm listening. What did you want to say about me? I just want to say, I just want to say, yeah, I agree with what Ellie was saying, innit? <laughs> That's what you really should have. You just have, yeah. Nah. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. Nah, it was, like Ellie was saying, it was a reverie, just a natural process. And like, it was weird because, it came at such an uncertain time and such a weird time. We all know what's going on with this whole coronavirus thing. And we weren't really, we kind of even like, kind of forgot about it, like trying to find the next, like a new member, someone else that could just add another dynamic. And then when they came along and, you know, she fit the criteria. Very inter- intelligent, articulate, uh, argumentative <laughs> person. <laughs> so, yeah. That's the unscripted criteria, and she ticked the boxes. So, cool. welcome <laughs> to the party. Thanks, guys. Can I get like this clip of the recording, like just for my personal reminders? Because I just feel like. <laughs> can this bit go missing? Can this bit go missing? Can we make that happen? Can it go missing? You said. Let's make, let's... Can it go missing? Just that little last two minutes. This is this is Shagun finding. 
um, experience and his vulnerability. So I want to make sure that I have this clip for my personal, you know, just for my... <laughs> we'll, we'll sort something out. It's on record anyway, so hey. <laughs> you know, I'm here, guys, like, I'm so excited. I very much, ugh, it even feels moist saying this. I very much felt the same way and... Yeah, you two guys are, it seems like you guys are on the precipice of doing something amazing with this. And I just love the whole concept. And I'm so excited to be down and engaging with you guys. I can't wait to argue. I mean, engage. Um, mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, would you like to give the audience a little um, background check is not the word, but a bit of background, you know. Just Where you come sure that- from, you know, in the, the hood. No, not the hood. Man said, give a CRB. <laughs> Where you come from, what you're about. CRB. So, um, yeah, your journey a bit. Yeah, let us know, man. Okay, all right. So, yeah, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Renee. Pleasure to be on Unscripted. Um, in terms of my journey, I think it will make more sense for me to just start from beginning to end. So I am born and raised in Tottenham, North London. Um, that's my end. Love it there. Very, very proud Tottenham, Tottenham girl. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I have to. <laughs> very proud Tottenham girl. Um, I, yeah, went to secondary school, ended up going to Oxford for my undergrad. And that was when kind of like all of my interests and I guess all of the things that I do now kind of started. So I started things like YouTube. I started blogging, um, writing, speaking, um, a whole number of just like different projects whilst I was at Oxford and then went off to do my master's at Harvard for a year and then returned from Harvard a couple of months ago. And I'm currently, again, still working with like projects and stuff. So at the moment, doing a lot of like consultations with startups, working in the tech field doing a lot of like project stuff and yeah I'm passionate about young people I'm passionate about public policy I'm passionate about productivity so that is a comprehensive biography of me love that and the country you're from please (laughs) 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 another um if I can say ironic uh happening or whatever (laughs) <laughs> well, I am half Nigerian and half Congolese, so the best of both worlds, the clash of the two titans, whatever you want to call it, which is actually hilarious considering that Ellie is Congolese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even though that... I'm Nigerian. And even Shagan and Renee have the differences of, like, you know, other, other things in that matter, but... I'm from the same place. Wait, is this, is this the, the, the sound bites here? I'm actually fixing up right now, actually. I'm linking it to my iPhone. <laughs> it's not like a car crash. <laughs> Soon it out right now, mate. Yeah. Cool. So, um, yeah, Shade, you wanted to get into the topic. Okay, uh, what is that? I mean, like Looney Tunes. Okay. Wait, Looney Tunes? <laughs> Looney that was Tunes. so dusty. I hope you know that was dusty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow, Looney Tunes! I love Looney Tunes. You know, one of the highlights of my, my childhood. Childhood, 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. Wait. You were talking about Looney Tunes. They're finally bringing out the new Space Jam world they're planning to. LeBron. Yeah. Space Jam. When you watch Space Jam? I have, a, of course. Who hasn't watched Space Jam? You didn't say anything, so I have to just like clarify. Make sure. You have to make sure. Wow. You guys are already trying to out me as a pagan already. Nah, no reason, no reason, no reason. This guy said a fish. Forget hear. about it, man. Forget oh, about hey. it. Rob, before you have... Oh my god. It sounds like static. It doesn't even sound like a like a chair. I, don't know I know. I, mean, I need but... to actually find the software to put on the laptop. It's external, in it. So hey. Nice. Oh wow. Cool. Uh, I guess we'll jump onto the um, to the topic of the day. So um, trying to figure out a title for this. Uh, as sometimes me and Shakes try and we think about the title even after the episodes. <laughs> um, a lot of the time it does have to come from like, come after the episode because sometimes we go on a crazy tangent <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but if you haven't watched the episode uh, music race and VAR you're missing out yeah. that's, the, that's the epitome <laughs> that's the that's the <laughs> finding a title for these things uh, um, but yeah, I think the topic is uh, very synonymous with, uh, for those who listen to Juicy Drake, by the way, he dropped um, a project recently, which I need to listen to. Is it good? It was interesting. It was all right. It was all right. It was all right. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. It wasn't like... Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't all that for me, but... One of views. It was calm. Was it like views? No, I said it wasn't a Views. Wasn't. Do you guys think Views was a good album? I think it was calm again, but for me, I still say I'll go back to like the old thing. Take care. Nothing was the same. Even thank you later. That's my kind of Drake. I don't know whether I say this because like I can put myself in a certain time, like when I was listening to these, so it has like more of a nostalgic effect. But I don't know, now it's just like uh, yeah. Still my guy, but like yeah. You know what? At first, for a long time, I thought Views was um, it was. No, Views is good. Views is good. Views is good. No, I thought it was a very out um average album, um. But then I remember like, (laughs) friend. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, listen. When that album came out, you guys cannot lie to me and say that it didn't get a lot of stick, a lot of stick, a lot of hate. It did. It did. They got a lot of it. It did get a little bit. I won't say a lot of hate. Like, you couldn't hate it. Like, it wasn't a bad album. Some people were saying it was one of his worst. Like, that's because they heard it once. They didn't marinate in the album. Marinate. And that's because, and and that's because the albums before the album, before Views, were better. I still think they are better. They are better. Mm. Take Care is better. Nothing was the same as better. Fight Me Later was better than Views. Like Drake all- would tell Drake would tell you that himself, man. Drake would tell you that himself. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I get I get what they were saying. They were probably expecting something more better 
you expected him to outdo himself, but is what it is. But Views is good. Views is good, man. Views is good. I feel like Views was the pivotal moment where his career really took off in the mainstream. Like, I think before that, all of his albums were good, but they really, like, spoke to a very specific audience, whereas I feel like Views was the one that catapulted, like, Drake to, like, international, international success. And that's what a lot of people, and that's where a lot of people were like, hmm, is this Drake guy really the guy? Like, since he's trying to try all these other styles, since he's trying to do all of this and, like, that's when a lot of people were thinking that, yeah, this guy sold out in terms of his sound and all this kind of stuff. And, like, he wasn't writing these bars and all of this kind of stuff. That's when all of that stuff started to arise. I mean... I hear that. I really hate when people do that, though. Like, I hate the whole, like, oh, he's a sellout. Like, are artists not allowed to experiment with their sound? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't understand that term. I don't think, like, you can even really use... Obviously, there are some examples, but in general, music, number one, is is all about influence and your inspiration. And mm. everything has already been created. Everything has... There's, there's, there's only, what, A to G when it comes to notes. So everything, every sound has pretty much kind of been created. Now, what people do is just use something to influence something else. So I don't, I don't think you can really say that anyone is really kind of just being a vulture since you, your influence you yourself is influenced by someone else I don't know man that's a topic for another day tomorrow we're gonna wait because yeah <laughs> I can go on and on about this thing man <laughs> I can go on and on and on <laughs> but what I would say is that I did I was one of those people who thought you know it was a bit average no wonder you were keeping quiet there Ellie we saw you man we saw uh, you yeah. But obviously, I think around that time, I was also, I can say, um, ascending in my musical hearing and listening, you know, and realizing that albums, you know, like books should not be judged by their cover um, and also need the time to, as you mentioned, Renee, you know, marinate in our ears and our minds, (laughs) maybe some in our lives as well. Um, but, <laughs> but no, I, I was actually, if I can say, um, G checked or whatever by a friend or so who actually broke down to me, you know, the, the track list on that album to show that it was, it was really good from the intro, uh, keep the family close, yep. obviously yeah. the main hits of that summer, controller, one dance. Yeah. As in the iconic Drake. West, Western Road Flows. Uh, you with me. You with me. Uh, still with Grammys. Mm. Uh, even the single that came out before Hotline Bling. Yeah. Yep. Was, mm. When you broke yeah, it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I even like, like the interlude. What's this? What was it? Summer's Over. The interlude. Yeah, 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 yeah. With um, Majiju. Yeah. yeah. Underrated. It was a good album, man. It was good. It was definitely good. But for me, I just I'm not saying that the three that I mentioned, I still think they are better. But it was a very good album. It was a solid album, I but just not just not his best. I can vibe with Thank Me Later. I think for me, views and Thank Me Later. The rest, me. Yeah. Really? Mm. Even no even take even care. Suppose a classic take care. I feel like it was very uh for me, it was very moist, and um, <laughs> yeah. no, that's true. That's fair. That's a fair point. Really, that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. there was just a whole load of singing on it. 
don't get it. I'm confused. No, but I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I don't like it. I liked it. I like it. That's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. But it just, it's true what you're saying. It was a very singy album. It was. It, no, it, it pretty was, much only wrapped on that three nice. tracks. Like, it was, it was very melodic. It was, yeah. yeah. I said that's why I still don't think it's still not my best album. My, my best album is still for me, Drake album is Frankly Later because it just had the right balance of everything for me personally. And even at the time, it just takes me back to a very cool time. Like, anyway, no worries, no stress. What was that like 20, 2011 or something like that? Yeah, like, like I, did, I didn't have anything to do. Yeah, man. Just chilling. No, life was fun. Life was good. Yeah. So, yeah, it just reminds me of a good time. But Frank Me Later. I mean, not family later. Take care. You have to put take care up there, man. Take care was probably the one the album that kind of just took him to another level. Like that's when people knew who Drake was from Take Care. Yeah, I hear that, but he was just in his feelings, man. It was very, you know, I wasn't trying to hear that all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like me, I was trying to hear that, man. I was trying to hear that. that was good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think it was the closest Drake's ever wrote an album to Conscious like the closest ever 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 mm. yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I liked it <laughs> Renee does not agree wow <laughs> he does not agree wow <laughs> no no what album is more closest to Conscious for Drake um in Take Care would you like to none Huh? To conscious. Yeah, to conscious. Like the closest thing to. I'm not saying it was. I'm saying it was the closest thing to it by him, in terms of. Yeah. I can. I can agree with that. I I, I agree with that because. Like, even though a lot of it was just talk about heartbreak and, you know. (laughs) That was in his. It was was in his feelings. It was in his feelings, but that what do you call it? Voicemails that he left his ex conscious. <laughs> yeah. well, that is a part of conscious. I do believe that, that. is conscious. It's part of it. Yeah, it's it is. You, you know. <laughs> do you know why? It's because when I hear conscious, the first like the first album that I just think in my head is High Power by Kendrick Lamar. Okay, mm. yeah, that's yeah. So then, when you say it's the closest to conscious, I was like, no, but, <laughs> no, no. I don't know if you can understand what I'm saying. Like, it's not conscious, but it's the closest thing, if I can say so. Because not, you know, not even I what you're saying in terms of sound, like he wasn't just like just rapping hard, like just it was more what, melodical and more kind of. What songs were like close to consciousness, and like what what was? Well, forgetting Andre Three Thousand was done that album, you know. Yeah. Andre yeah. Three Thousand doesn't feature. But doesn't that, one of my best verses like, as well. The album. Sorry? Say that again? Doesn't that say something? The fact that I forgot he was on the album. What? That's crazy. That's mad. That's crazy. <laughs> that, that, that showed me that you didn't listen to that album. Before. <laughs> to That's homework. That's yeah, because I ain't trying to hear none of that, you know, up, up in his ex, right? Uh, that, that, no, come on, man. Come on. You can't be knocking Take Care like that, man. You can't. You just can't. You just can't. No. You guys are really marinating in that heartbreak, isn't it? No. Yeah. Oh, really? like, no. <laughs> it, was, it was just good, didn't it? It was good stuff. 
Don't worry, you went like wiping our eyes and stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah, I wasn't doing that. I wasn't doing that. I wasn't doing that. You might have the headphones on, you're listening to music in bed, just one small teardrop rolling down. Yeah, I'm gonna go like, I think mother's room. I think one tear roll down there. Just go <laughs> cut my teeth. i But yeah, that's the past, isn't it? That's the past. That's the past. <laughs> Oh, mad, mad. Okay, cool. Uh, get, trying to get back onto to on point, on, on the track, on the path. Um, yeah, so synonymous with one of Drake's famous lines that at least resonates with me. I can't remember what song it's from, um, but he has a line that really sticks with me, which is, um, yeah, he relates it to sports, how, you know, musicians want to be athletes athletes want to be them and i think it was a kind of double meaning thing as well where he was trying to um convey the image of you know a group of people you know society or whatnot want to be like people who are in public eye etc etc um and they also want to be kind of like us where life is kind of more stripped back um yeah that's pretty much it uh probably we're gonna think about the title later on but that's the main topic pretty much to to have like a conversation about that and um the interesting um facts even like as you grow up you know you start to experience different things in life to see that you know what regarding certain things the grass is not always greener on the other side you know, which is quite interesting too. Um, so yeah, I thought we'd mm. talk about that. Has anyone? Uh, had... So go ahead. No, I said I think you said it. Like the grass ain't always greener. All that glitters is not gold. You know, there's so many, so many different um, statements and quotes, and so many different things that we like. Do they even call those things again? Not riddles. What they? What they called? Um, wise words, sayings, sayings that we heard that that kind of just depicts what you're saying. And I think that is true. I feel like it's just human nature to always look on the outside and just be like, yeah, that person is enjoying life. That person is living good. We want to have the money. The people that have the money, um, we want the money, we want the fame. The people that have the money and the fame don't want the fame anymore because it's like, it's an inconvenience. You can't just go out. You can't live your life according to your the way you want to live it, perhaps you're all in your face. But for us, we're like, oh, fam, you got that money. Like, what? How can you be complaining? Like, life is good. You know what I mean? But, like, even, like, for me as well, like, there's been so many times where I'll be like, right, look at this person. This person's living. This person's doing things. But, like, I just have to snap out of it and just be like, wait, let me be content with what I've got. Like, I'm alive. I'm all right. I'm not suffering. I'm not on the streets. I'm not I'm not I'm not sick. Like when you actually realise what's good in your life, I feel like um you kind of develop a sense of like, yeah, I'm content. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? No, it, it like it even brings um up a very if I can say not really contradictory, but a very classic track. By Cole, J. Cole, Love Yours. So, Oh, Love Yours. Yeah. 
<laughs> that thing is playing that's in my head now. <laughs> that's actually a classic. Um... Well, yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think that, um, I guess in, I don't know, but I came across this quote a couple of weeks ago um, of someone who basically saying how he doesn't think of any man more than himself or um, lower than himself. He thinks that everyone is the same. So in that way, it gives him a perspective of life that is very, if I can say, um, consistent. That makes sense. And I think like just trying to adopt that, that kind of focus for myself as well. It makes, it makes it easier to manage when, um, like you said, Shakes, you get, you know, the thought or um, the idea that maybe uh, it's not to say that we can't aspire to have certain things or be certain places, but to have, if I can say, um, the, I think maybe insecurity is too harsh a word to use, but to have that, if I can say want for something so much, you know, have that want so much inside of you that it kind of takes your focus away from what you already have, you know, mm. in that kind of way. And you kind of, you can even, you know, lose part of what makes you you in that mm. kind of sense. Mm. I feel like happiness is very, I think where a lot of people get confused, at least in my opinion, is they think of happiness as something to be pursued rather than a choice. I think if many of us decided or chose to be happy, um, as you were both saying with what, you know, our lot slash what we have, then it would make our lives a lot easier. And I think tangential, but very much related to this whole idea of, you know, somebody's got it better than me is the fact that again we only have access to what people choose to show about themselves and i think yeah. with some social media for example where people only show their highlights real right like even when people are trying to be transparent they've still actively chosen to show that element of their story or their journey with us so we can only many of us are bound by our perceptions of a person at a particular time which it, which is why it makes it so much easier for people to for example, have, you know, super materialistic goals, you know, they see a couple and think that their marriage is blessed when really, you know, one of them could be cheating or one of them is dealing with some kind of issue, but we don't see that. Or, you know, somebody wants, you know, a new Lamborghini, not knowing that the person that's posted it on their Instagram is, you know, a thousand pounds in debts trying to pay off, you know, um, pay off their car finance. And it becomes very dangerous when we base our happiness on, what people choose to share with us and being critical and like, like I feel like the best example that I can use is when we see rela relationship goals on like Twitter or Instagram right we'll see like somebody who even knows toxic like future and I don't know Laurie yeah. Harvey like yeah. oh goals yeah. or we see like a couple like Cardi B and um one of the what's his name Takeoff <laughs> Listen, I'm going to come, I'm, going, I'm all up in their business like that, so I don't even know their names, yeah? We see them and we think, right, I want to look like that or I want to have that relationship, not knowing that what they've chosen to show us is only a small part of their reality, which is why we always get into this weird binary of you engage with these people and they tell you, do you know what, yeah, my life is actually not that great. But because we've only seen what they've showed us, we assume that all things are, you know, glittery and, and as you said, 
not everything that glitters is gold. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's true, especially um, that point you mentioned in regards to people show you what they want you to see. I think it's so easy to just forget that, you know, sometimes. And I think if all of us, you know, related that to ourselves, for example, you know, we have our good days, our bad days, et cetera, et cetera. We need to ask ourselves even like, what are we showing or what would we normally show other people, normally our best, you know? It's not really in our nature to uh, always show our vulnerable side or show, you know, openly the things that we're not good at. We always want to portray ourselves in like the best kind of light. So I think sometimes it's so easy for people, for us to fall into the trap of taking that for face value, to just thinking that, you know, like even an example you gave of um, a couple thinking, you know, uh, they look like they're having a fun time, a great time, like, oh, that's what I want, you know? And ironically, I actually even came across um, some news end of last week, I think, that, um, what's it? I don't know if you guys have heard about this red table thing that um, Jaden Pickett does with... Yeah. ...on the grandmother, yeah. So news popped up on my phone that apparently uh, Jaden Pinkett said that she doesn't know who her husband Will Smith is. You know, they've been married for like 23 years. And I thought, oh, you know, is this really real? But I went to the video, you know, and she said it. She said, like, this lockdown has actually made her realize that she doesn't know him. And, you know, the things that she was mentioning, like that happens in relationships, but she was mentioning things that, okay, this is not stuff that you really should. I can't really say like a level, but this is not really stuff that, you know, it's really kind of normal to be going through when you're 23 years together, you know, mm-hmm. uh, things like uh, he needs, he's in a process now where he needs to learn to, of course, this, this is a daily thing, like to learn to love yourself, but in the context of like you not having any idea of who the person that you've been living with for the last two decades plus is, that's a bit mad. And um, that might be like on the extreme, you know, of that spectrum, but um, depending on how some people see it, that's just mm. one example, you know, of like, mm. it's not always. That's mad. I don't feel like that's even an extreme example. I feel that's a perfect example because <laughs> like on the face, like you'll think, okay, yeah, these lot have been married for so long. They're successful. And their kids are successful to an extent. Everyone's doing well in the family. Yeah, these lot are goals. Like, rah, these lot are actually goals. A black couple, strong. Yeah, yeah. Like, you think, yeah, these are actually doing well for themselves, but then, like, to actually hear something like that, like a woman that's been married for how long, saying that she doesn't even know her husband, mm. wait, that is, that is, that's mad, that's mad, and this is a lot. This is what a lot of people are inspiring, aspiring to be. They're like, oh, I wish, I wish I could have a marriage like, like the Smiths, like, and they'll be praying for something like that. When you don't even know what is actually even happening, what what is what goes what goes on behind behind closed doors? Yeah, it's just mad. Like, why why do you, why do you guys think like we just always want to? I don't know. Like, we just want we are not happy with ourselves. Like, we always want to aspire to be someone else or be in someone else's shoes. Like, what's the what? Where does it? Where does this stem from? I think um, 
a big part of it is just the insecurities that society, you know, reflects on us. I think from young age, you know, when you're going to school and you see your friends with the new, like, <laughs> back in, <laughs> when you went to school, um, like having kickers, like if you had kickers, you had kickers. You had kickers, you were a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. <laughs> the reflective, the golden or the tag or whatever. Like, Come on. Yeah, with the coloured laces. What? Come on. Like, like you were doing something, but then again, like, you can, I guess you're a kid back then, but you could really, you know, maybe even envy or really want, let's say just really want um, what your classmate, whoever has at that point. But you Mm. don't know that their their parents are probably going through a divorce Mm. or... And I know it might, some people might still like hear this or watch this and say, oh, uh, that's, that's, that's maybe too deep to look at it. But at the same time, I think we don't enough, you know, take a step back to see the bigger picture, you know, um, on things. We just see like, again, just face value of what we're shown or what we see, what we want. It's like mm-hmm. we take the good and then leave everything out. Like, I don't want to hear that, but. You don't understand that, you know, some things, you know, there's there's more that kind of meets the eye what's behind what we normally see. Mm. It's weird, like, even that kicker's example is funny because <laughs> it's so weird, like, having kickers was like, okay, yeah, you're acceptable, like, you're a guy. But anyway, I remember there was even one guy, I'm not mentioning his name, I might tell you any after, but I remember used to have kickers like every single term every new term yeah like so the what the, the summer term christmas term all of those terms easter term like you'll have a new pair of kickers and i remember like he used to collect all the tags so i remember that one day they just wore like a pair of kickers with, like five six tags on it i was like raw this guy is cool yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so all funny them- and like uh, <laughs> i was thinking raw man this guy's got keys i wish like ah, i wish i could be like this guy and like it's like from even a young age like mm. it's been instilled in us that yeah certain things to make you make you the make you a, make you the man make you like you're, you're cool you're acceptable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's just like boy now like where now social media is around like for me it's not even like with like all the mental health issues and all this kind of stuff I don't feel like this was this is this is something that we've been going through yeah like even before social media even came came about. So like now when you're seeing like now mental health issues now even increasing being on the rise and we've talked about more, I don't feel like it's even shocking stuff. Like this is all mm-hmm. stuff that has been built up and been in people's minds. This is all things that have been affecting people for a young a, a long time. Mm. I agree. I have so many like thoughts. To that point I'm gonna try and arrange them well so the first thing that I thought of um, was just how we often covet things alongside kind of like societal um, constructs which is something that you both touched on actually so the fact that as a like if as a kid you know you're looking at somebody that has kickers and you're just thinking right I really want to I want to be the popular person I want to have you know xyz Um, It made me think of things like Instagram as a female, like how, like, 
what is seen as you know beautiful or attractive you know um a girl wearing xyz dress or dressed a certain way or like with a certain shape is accepted and how there's literally flocks of people who are either gymming or like getting like plastic surgery and stuff because they want to be coveted or they want to like partake in the culture that celebrates that specific body type or that specific hair type or that specific skin type or whatever and then for guys i don't really want to speak on you guys but i feel like for guys it tends to be a lot more materialistic so who has yeah. yeah who has the most stuff or who can stunt the best that kind of stuff so it's interesting how societal constructs of like manhood and womanhood and like other kind of like demographics feed into this whole I want to look like this person because this person represents what is cool in society for my like demographic my age at that particular time and it's really really unfortunate and then just how like it's become like in terms of like mental health and how that's exacerbated that issue I think it's gotten worse in this generation because I've always said that there's this weird thing that social media does to people where we forget that people are humans behind the screens because like mm. when it's like a face-to-face situation or like when I'm seeing something and engaging with that person, I can at least think, Oh, maybe, you know, yeah. I know a little bit of that person. I can see them as a human. But I think sometimes when we engage with people through social media, we go through this particular, this weird process where we forget that they might be dealing with, you know, X, Y, Z. And even the way that we talk about them is sometimes so disrespectful. Like I just think about celebrities, like, um, I think of people like Kanye West, Kim Kardashian, just the Kardashian family in general. And sometimes I wonder, like, how must it feel to like open the news, open up social media or whatever platform and see the way that people are speaking about you as if you're not human, as mm-hmm. if you're not going through certain things. But then on the flip side, people are literally like dying to be like you. Like I've seen so many like Kardashian copycats. I've seen so many guys that look up to Kanye West. So how there's the on the one side there's the people that are trying to be like the people in power that are you know trying to copy them and trying to you know get that get get access to that but on the other hand there's also the people that have been like pushed up and raised up to this like level of influence and i just wonder like how do you guys deal with this weird entitlement people feel to your lives like that it's a bit mad yeah yeah I think it's just um, it's just a, it's an interesting thing to be honest because again it's I think this is a skill that I've tried to like develop over the last few years you know is to actually place myself in the driver's seat of somebody else's life um, to try and process things if I was in their position receiving let's say um, this, let's say in this context, as you mentioned, Renee, the social pushback that they're receiving, mm-hmm. how would I kind of react to it? You know, it's easy. even death threats. It's just yeah. mental. Because I think we, it's easy to, you know, as you said, to fall into the trap where you think they're they're superhuman or um, they don't have any feelings. They're not receptive to things as we are, but actually they they bleed the same the same color blood as we do. And, you know, if you just put yourself in the shoes, for example, of um, how we sometimes speak about them or, you know, that mental aspect away and ask yourself, you know, if there were X, Y, and Z 
my opinion. Okay, people say, oh, you know, I don't care what people can say. Sticks and stones will break my bones, whatever, whatever. But if you put yourself in the position where everyone in your comment section, you know, is throwing hate you know, at you or pressurizing you, you know, in one way or another, how would you yeah. feel about it? How would you feel about it? And you can't, knowing you can't control, you know, their perception of you at the same time. You know, I think that's one way to look at it. Yeah, it's crazy when you think about it. Like, even the everyday tasks, they cannot fulfill it the same way that we would fulfill it. Like, mm. every time you step out of the house, you need security. Without security, every time you step <laughs> out of the house, you are literally risking your life. Like, mm. even just little things like that, like even being able to have, like, relationships with even other family members mm. is all very deep stuff when you actually think about it. But then so many people then aspire to be in these positions just be, just because of the the kind of like material stuff that you see, like the material possessions and all that kind of stuff. It's it's mad. It's actually mad. Even me myself now, I'm thinking I'm like kind of checking myself even as I'm talking as well. Like there's because I feel like all of us, like everyone as humans, we are susceptible in to an extent. But mm. it's all like. Like most of these conversations and it's all about like just checking yourself, I feel like, and just kind to trying to remind yourself what is actually what is actually your purpose, what are you actually trying to pursue, what good are you bringing to the world, what good are you bringing to those around you kind of thing yeah. I think I think just a few of us like practice gratitude because I think it's it's the classic like eighty twenty um split where I think about like okay, this is entirely the wrong analogy to use, but say, <laughs> say a partner goes off and cheats on their partner. Um, the analogy they always use is you've left the 80% chasing the 20%. And I think mm. for many of us, we don't practice gratitude and we don't really appreciate um, a lot of the things that we have because we're so over-familiar with them and we don't honour them. And I think because over-familiarity breeds content, I think that many of us would do well to kind of like practice gratitude with the things that we do have because a not everybody has that like some like ugh, i hate to be like a comparison slash oppression olympics whatever but <laughs> there's there's so much that we do have that we just don't appreciate that we don't honor and the things that you don't honor or the things that you don't respect eventually disappear so yeah not a surprise when you see like you know partners going off and cheating on other partners and their partners then leave because they didn't honor they didn't honor their partner or you know mm. in the pursuit of all of these materialistic things that a lot of people are like coveting it's so funny that in the pursuit of all of these like menial things you often lose the things that actually matter in life after all and it's funny because mm. i was reading this report um where they did an interview with two old people no not two old people a couple of old people and they were reflecting on their life and like what was the most important things to them and across the board it was you know relationships with my family you know little things like seeing you know their daughter smile or you know being able to share a moment with you know their partner or whatever and it's funny because in terms of like g-checking myself in the same way that you do shake and I, I often think like in the long term, is this helping me fulfill my purpose? Is this going to help me feel as though I had lived a fulfilling and impactful life at when, when all is said and done or when I'm old or no longer able to do these things? And if the answer is no, then 
Go on, keep it pushing. Mm. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. And I think as well um, is, you know, going back to the point you made before regarding like um, these uh, societal um, pressures and constructs is also, do you want that life or do you want this X, Y, Z? Even though it might be a good thing, but do you want it for the benefit, truly the benefit of yourself, those around you? Or is it simply, you know, to just put yourself, you know, in place of that person, you know, so people can look at you in that same way? You know, and then it probably even goes, in, you know, as deep as, you know, even at the point you just mentioned now of, so then how do you see yourself? You know, how, how do you love yourself? How are you showing gratitude to the things that you have? You know, maybe you're not appreciating them as much as you should do. That's why you're looking elsewhere to something that you think is concrete, but in actual fact, it probably isn't so. Or maybe it's not even bad, but, you know, you, you kind of... Um, you're trying to build on top of like hollow ground, you know, something that's not really as stable, you know, as it should be. So anything that you do build, even that, even though it might be good, you know, that construct is going to collapse anyway. So. Mm. I feel like all of this just leads to like even a deeper problem as well, where people are kind of pursuing things that are more tangible things, tangible possessions. But they're trying to pursue these things in unrealistic, unrealistic time, time um, constraints. Like I mean, that forces them to go and do things that they wouldn't necessarily do. Mm. But because they want to have this look, they want to have this thing. They go and you know bank fraud. They go and and get involved in things that they shouldn't get involved in because they see these items and they want to have these items because that's the cool thing to do. So I guess people even you lose in in the long run. I feel like you even lose control of yourself. You lose control of of your life in a sense because you yourself again do not have an identity of your own. You're always you're trying to fit into a mode of what is seems to be acceptable. So you yourself are not even yourself. You are not in a driving seat. Um, that was true. <laughs> Most, most definitely true. I, I think it's um, it's so easy to think that you are because maybe you know on your way to becoming something that you're not, there are people around you egging you on, etc., etc. <laughs> Which you guys cool? <laughs> <laughs> Keep it up. But then when you in Europe, my guy, <laughs> you arrive there or you get to see. Uh, how um how magic really works like you know when you, you're a kid you see all these magic tricks but when you actually get yeah. how this really works you're like oh like really was this <laughs> that was trash <laughs> <laughs> was this what i've been like covering wanting you know chasing for so long to be to want you know when actually even though it might be good but it's not too far from what I have or, you know, chasing that so much has made me like appreciate and value like the things around me that yeah. are probably most important as well. Mm -mm -mm. It's so true. And I think that... that... Go on. Go on, go on, go on. 
Gentlemen, aren't you? <laughs> of well. course I am, man. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, um, oh, have I even lost my point? Imagine. Um, ah, I know exactly what I was going to say. Essentially, a lot of us chase these things because we see them without the responsibility that they carry, right? So the fact that we're coveting, you know, the relationship without coveting the hard work that goes into maintaining a relationship or, you know, um, coveting the house without understanding that, you know, mortgage payments or, you know, that deposit is going to be hefty. I think because we, we see things devoid of context and devoid of the responsibility because I, I strongly believe that with every level up comes a new level of responsibility, and people always show you the thing and not the responsibility that comes with it. So we see the glamour, we see the glitz, but we don't see the weighty accountability and the weighty like responsibility that comes with it. So I wish it's almost like viewing something without seeing, reading the terms and conditions. And by the mm. time that you read it, it's too late because you own it. Mm. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just really, just been really just nodding and smiling because I think I was. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was even going to tell you that people don't see the price that you have to pay, you know, mm. to even uh, be in this position or to have the certain things that you might want. I mean, maybe not necessarily might be wrong, but people like they subtract that and they just see what they want to see. They don't understand that and they're not, you know, as a result, they're not honest with themselves. I feel like even like a time like this, I feel like this has been a time for of reflection. Like especially like a couple of people that I've even been speaking to as well, they've just like they've spoken to me and it's like this whole time being stuck at home or the whole lockdown thing or whatever, like it's actually kind of just refocused them into like what is actually what they should actually be pursuing and like what is actually what is their purpose in life, like what they what do they actually want to do. Because when you think about it, like we we can't go out to any motives, like we can't <laughs> like the traditional places like where you would show off all of these possessions and like all of this kind of stuff, you cannot really do it. So like in the end it's like okay, these are just things, that kind of thing. These are just things, like it's nothing is they're not actually deep things. But I feel like even me myself, like it's kind of like just re illustrated like the whole um like values that I should actually kind of hold on to and grow and like grasp kind of thing like even to do with like relationships with like family with friends and all of this kind of stuff like I feel like it's kind of just it's just kind of just I just told me like okay cool this is life there's some things that are important there's some things that they're cool but it's nothing they're meaningless at the end of it like think about it, yeah. Okay, have you ever had like a mad stomach ache here? Like you're just on the toilet. You don't think about <laughs> nothing, man. You don't think about nothing. You're in pain, man. <laughs> I know this is not the most pleasant description, but I feel like we've all been there. Like you're not thinking. Are you thinking about? Oh yeah, this is bad. It's weird, like, I'm de- man. You're just trying to get better. <laughs> <laughs> example but we've been there we've been there man we've been there (laughs) (laughs) I'm just beating it (laughs) 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 
as as mad as the example is though, is it's so true. I mean, it's just so true. <laughs> <laughs> No, do you know how funny it is? It's because it's so accurate. Do you know how stressful it is? <laughs> it's stress. It's actually stress. At that moment, you, th- th- those moments, you're not thinking of oh. anything else. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a struggle. It's a real struggle. Oh, man. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> oh good. My joy starting to hurt. Wow. <laughs> no, but it's, it's true, right? Even as as <laughs> as different as that example. I don't know why that even came to mind, but yeah. Man. <laughs> you got something on your mind right now? No, 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 not even, not even. I don't just think about, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's move on, let's move on, let's move on. Wow, <laughs> sorry. Uh. <laughs> oh, my head is hurting out as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> Oh my gosh, why? why is this not- <laughs> okay, okay. It's true though, it's true. It's true. <laughs> is it is it but yeah, huh? God. I just saying it's a um it's a vivid but a very true example at the same time. Mm. Yeah. Every, I feel like everything just comes down to like self-awareness as well. Just, just realizing again, not all that, no, not all that glitters is gold. Mm. Like, just because something looks good on the outside doesn't mean that it that it's perfect on the inside. Mm. I mean, there's been a couple of times. I don't know. Obviously, like I was mentioning before, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fruit eater. And a lot of times, I bite into apple and you know why? The apple looks juicy from the outside. The apple looks right. But then inside it was brown. Nah, man, you can't eat that. You can't eat that. <laughs> you can't eat that. It's on the road. It's on the road. It's on the road. Hey, these examples, him? man. I'm actually done. You've been talking about that. That's why now I can't. I don't, I can't. I don't just bite into apples anymore. Like I can't actually cut them up before I eat them. Cut them up before you eat them. Yeah, I actually do. Wait, sorry, sorry. Just, is it actually brown inside? Because I've never seen that. Yes, it was brown. Listen, like, I, I don't understand this. I, I reckon probably like an insect must have got inside or something, or it must have just been spoiled oh, on that bit. Like okay. it was actually brown on the thing. It was disgusting. It put me off apples for a minute as well. That's I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so now I actually just cut. I cut it up. I cut most. I just cut it up because you don't know what's on the inside. Well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> well, like, actually, not even even the apple example. When I think of it, um, sometimes you need to, if I can say, cut up different uh, situations to see, you know, what is actually. Nah, Ellie, you're reaching. <laughs> <laughs> when I say cut the situation, that's it and inspect it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, call the situation. Man said, fuck <laughs> up the situation. Ah! <laughs> oh, my finest hour. Shaking, see what you're doing to me, man. Hey, 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 hey. That's all you, man. That's all you. That's all you. Well, God, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Oh, hey, Carl, that's up the situation, and then... Just evaluate. I tried to save you. Now I'm almost in the trap. Nah, that's right. <laughs> Oh, oh man! Oh. oh my head hurts at the back. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh. Oh. <laughs> you know, you know, you smile so much that the back of your head just hurt you. <laughs> I mean, you get, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's a pain that's just there. Like, I don't know what yeah. that is. Like, yeah, oh. I don't know what it is. Man, I think it's when you stretch your jaw too much. Oh like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm mm. I'm done speaking at least on regarding that example. <laughs> <laughs> Got a cut of the situation. I really wasn't yeah. expecting you to go down there, but you did. I said cut up the situation. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> hey. yeah, you should get that you should get what? that on the back of your of your hoodie. Screaming. Your, you should get that one. You should get that one on the back of your hoodie. Yo. Cut up the situation. I Work want two. I want the speech marks to say 2020, cut up the situation. In fact, that's the caption for my next photo on Insta. <laughs> cut up the situation. Right. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll give you the credits, though. I'll give you the credits. I'm going to report that post to Instagram. <laughs> hey! 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 Report it as spam. Hey! <laughs> offensive, offensive content. Cut up the situation. <laughs> my gosh. If you I had to, it, to like analyze the situation, like analyze the apple before you bite into it, you know. Yeah, no, but he wanted to use the word, didn't it? Because yeah, carp, look kind of apple in it. Yeah, so. let's get huh? the analogy no? with about twenty minutes ago, right? Leave it. Hey, right? listen, listen, listen. I I feel like that's a good and an analogy should be relatable, and I feel like it's relatable to everyone. Everyone's experienced it, so that's a good analogy. <laughs> Analogy is there to provide an alternative, you know, alternative um, path in, in understanding. And I feel like that is, that did. It was a very specific aid. Even though that. it was very unorthodox, it is where it is. No, no, no. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know. I feel like in conclusion, people are just like mental. Like we genuinely have problems when it comes to our perception and the fact that meant like a lot of us will give up everything in the pursuit of nothing is crazy mm. it's mm. so so crazy and it's like it exists in so many different spheres right but i feel like we of, we often talk about the obvious ones right like materialism or like relationships that we see online on social media but it can even be smaller things like you know the example that we had with you know the kickers or i don't know wanting to just always wanting more of something that you don't have to the point where you're willing to just risk everything to get it. It's just, it must be a form of madness. It actually is. It actually is. I think it's also down to the people though, who are, they have some responsibility, people who aren't necessarily portraying um, that all they have is all good. Not to say that they have to, you know, 
um, display all their vulnerabilities or everything, but <laughs> they're not as as truthful maybe as how they should be um, for that reason, because they only show a certain side. A lot of people assume that that is that that is what there is to it. You know, there isn't anything else. So but then my push my pushback to that would be to what extent is it the responsibility of a particular yeah. Yeah, celebrity or influencer to display their entire life in its entirety? And like, do we as consumers or viewers have a responsibility to at least be critical enough to say, okay, they're showing this, but I know that life is not like that. Like, I think they have to an extent a reminder, you know, they should, they should like put out some reminder or kind of disclaimer as to, okay, you know, this is what I have or this is what I do, but, you know, this was the road to get here or maybe, again, not to error their own dirty laundry, but, you know, say, I don't know, but I think there's some responsibility, you know, I mean, if you put yourself in um, someone, probably the shoes of someone that you, you know, hold in high regards, you know, um, would you not feel, would you guys not feel some responsibility maybe? I won't feel responsibility. Like I won't, I don't hold it against like celebrities or whatever, but they didn't, they didn't really, you know, show the steps of how they achieve their wealth or success or whatever. Like, mm. but I, if it was me personally, I probably will do just show because that's just in my nature. But like, I don't feel like it's their responsibility. I feel like it's more the responsibility of the, of the audience or the consumers to actually be like, okay, be critical and be like, okay, yeah, I know this money didn't just drop from heaven. They obviously mm. did something to to but, get to amass this wealth or whatever. How about how about for those for example, let's say how about let's categorize this. How about the kids? How about the kids? Exactly. That's what I wanted to even talk about. I feel like a lot of this thing, a lot of a lot of a lot of vices, a lot of mentalities and a lot of different things come from parenting. So like even me, when I have my kids, there's a mindset that I'm gonna instill in these kids. Like it's not just gonna be like, yeah, hey, this is this is life. Like you could just like life is not easy. It is easy, but it's not. You have to work. Like God said that we have to work. You you labor. Yeah, that's how you eat. So that's what you're going to have to do. Nothing is just gonna be rosy. Like nothing is just gonna be just given to you, kind of thing. And like I'll even trade them in the mentality that yeah, like <laughs> not all that you see again, not all that you see that looks good is always good and not all that you you see is for you as well like you need to be able to have a, a critical mindset you need to be able to assess situations you need to be able to read between the lines mm. i don't know i think but at the same time you know in our generation and i think it's getting worse over time you know the young generation like ourselves even younger we don't te- don't tend i speak now collectively we d- tend not to listen to um, the people maybe that we should listen to. And if we're talking about society, I think if we work together as a community, those people should have some responsibility to work in conjunction with, let's say, you know, you. It doesn't have to be directly, but to show them that, you know, let's say one thing like you said right now, like life is not this way. It's actually that way as well. But then, would you say is the is the is the responsibility? Okay, let's just pick up a question. Is it a response? Is it the responsibility of a footballer to say this is how I became a footballer? 
There's no responsibility. I can't hold it against you. You you know you have to practice. Like yeah. you're not just gonna become good. I don't expect. I don't. I don't. I don't expect Ronaldo to be like, oh yeah, this is how, this was my steps. But if he does do it, then yeah, that's just an added. That's just an added factor. But I won't hold it against a person. <laughs> like. <laughs> I wouldn't go as far as maybe to say you hold it against them, but I think you owe it at least again to your community, you know, to do that. I don't think anyone owes anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or I don't think anyone owes anything. Do you know what? One That's of right, the... because that can be that can that can be said. I can say that at any at any level. That means even at our level as well. I can also say that you owe it on your on your on your community, the little community, the whatever community that you have to to tell them mm-hmm. that that this is this is the way or this is that or yeah to guide someone in a certain path. Maybe maybe always is a bit of a heavy word, but in some there is a bit of responsibility. I really think so. There is. I think there is. Depends on a couple of things, right? So I think for me, a better example would be what extent, and I think a more relevant one right now is to what extent can we like expect celebrities to speak on like social justice issues or like speak on say for example yeah. like social distancing measures and like coronavirus like what is the responsibility and roles of people that have influence or platform or whatever kind of celebrity they are in you know times of crisis or like do we expect them to speak up and i think two things if that influencer or celebrity has not built their platform based on a relationship with their community in that way, I would actually side with Shagan. I think we, in this life, it's terrible, but we don't, nobody owes nobody anything. Like, it's, it's actually as simple as that. But I think that what we really need to do is, as, like, as collectors, but also individuals, we need to reassess our relationship to celebrities. For me personally, I look at some like celebrities and influencers, and I look at their platform, and I look at you know, the information, I piece together the information about them. But for me to look at them as an overall authority to the point that if a situation occurred, I expect them to come and speak on social justice issues. I think that's absurd. And I think the problem doesn't necessarily just lie with the influencer because anyone with common sense would know that, okay, there's a coronavirus outbreak or, you know, this is a good thing to do if you have a platform. But it's absurd to expect it from people, if that makes sense. I think people need to manage their expectations of the role of an influencer or a celebrity. And I think that if they haven't created a brand around that kind of, um, around that kind of rhetoric, then it's absurd. Like for example, asking someone like, um, I don't know, who was it recently? I think it was uh, Idris Elba and his wife, believing that they would be able to have some kind of responsible, Outbreak, um, response to the outbreak I thought was absurd like did you really expect them to come with a whole like like I don't know what people expected from them and I don't know why mm. it's like all these people in high esteem but I mean they're not I hope they're not you know your your idols um, mm-hmm. I just think that as a it, it's, it's speaking to the, de- the whole dehumanization process that a lot of people go through when they become an influencer or a celebrity or whatever People forget that they're human. And can you really expect, like, it's nice, but I think the entitlement and expectation is where all of us go wrong. Like, I just don't, I'm not surprised when someone's like, oh, I can't believe that somebody, somebody didn't support, you know, this social justice movement. And I'm just like, why would you expect that? 
Why are you entitled yeah. to this person to the point that you think that they have a responsibility to speak on this issue? Manage expectations. And even coming back to, sorry, I'm, I'm going on because it anno- annoys me so much, but <laughs> even or like parenting situation, 110%. Like when people are like, oh, she's a role model to kids. I think there was an argument recently that Nicki Minaj needs to like um, censor and, you know, be more palatable for kids. Kids are not her target demographic. Why are your kids watching Nicki Minaj? Why are you allowing your kids to watch Nicki Minaj? When she started, yo, when she started rapping back in the day, she ain't rapping for no kids. What's not that? (laughs) And just because she has got, you know, international stardom, to what extent does she need to now change her brand in order to appease the mythical expectations of a community that she didn't want to appeal to in the first place? It would be different if she had started out and like she wants to build a community of kids and the whole relationship is, she's defined the relationship as so. If she hasn't, why do people create these false expectations in their minds? Anyways, I've really ranted. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but it's true. Like I remember, I was even watching, um, what's it, The Last Dance. I can't remember whether it was episode four or five. And um, Yeah. <laughs> And what do you call it? And um, MJ was saying, like, um, what was it again? They brought up the whole issue of, I think there was a governor at the time or someone that was a candidate that was trying to, to be governor. I think it was in North Carolina, I think. And mm. um, everyone expected him to just back him because the guy was black and also from MJ's hometown. But he was like, why would I do that? I don't know the guy. So he was like, yeah, he gave some money to you to, towards the campaign, but like, He's not gonna give him. He's he's not just gonna um, promote this guy. He doesn't know him. He doesn't know his, his, uh, what he stands for, his values, or anything. So why would he do that? So yeah, that entitlement thing. Yeah, man, that's a that's a big thing. That's a big thing. Mm, I think there's a, I think there's a fine line. I think <laughs> I think there's a fine line. I think there's a fine line. Mm. Oh yeah, come on, tell us what the fine line is. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> draw the line. Draw the line for us and cut it up. I think there's a fact um, entitlement, you know, um, I feel for for me to feel a certain entitlement towards like, you know, aunties and uncles, they feel entitlement, you know, for example, to be at your wedding or whatever, <laughs> because oh, they took care of you and you were a kid. Anyway, I'm going off a tangent. <laughs> 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 This episode is just an episode of just funny allergies. Anyway, <laughs> entitlement and also like again, I, I know I'm, I feel like I might be again uh, walking around in circles, but a bit of responsibility. I mean, if you're a drill rapper and you're a drill rapper, as many of them are, that don't do what you say you do. And you find out somehow that someone, you know, BBC News just reported uh, someone has died in a gang war of X, Y, and Z. And you, I don't know how, but you, somehow you find out that it was your music that they were listening to. You, if, if you're a human, you will feel a certain type of way. Or if, as Shagan's example, you're an athlete, and of course you put in so much, so many hours of work, Etc. Etc. Um, and as well as people see, you know, the glamour of the life that you live, they don't see the other pressures that you go through. 
you know, and you do see some people faltering and, you know, believing that it's only side A when there's side B too. I don't know. I think there's something in your conscious needs to kick you to tell you, hey, you know, you need to, I mean, you can't see people falling over, you know, things that they shouldn't be falling over if you don't give them a bit of knowledge, information. Again, I'm not saying entitlement. I'm speaking in terms of more of uh, the person, you know, in those shoes, not necessarily the people looking at them. But you know what? It's entitlement to expect someone to do something based on how you feel. That's entitlement. <laughs> Expecting someone to do something, that's entitlement. Yeah, this is correct. I proper agree with you. (laughs) 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 For me, you can't expect anyone to really do anything. You buy is is in is is in their own is in their own bidding to do as they wish. I feel like sometimes, yeah. I feel like, again, it comes down to human nature as well. We like to, sometimes we like to say, oh yeah, this person should do this or this person should do that. But again, let's bring it back to ourselves. Which one are we doing? Like a lot of people are now be saying, oh yeah, these, some of these guys should, like we, I can't remember, did we bring up the Urza example last week? Urza should give money um, to charities for COVID-19 whatever. But this guy was giving, he's been doing charitable things. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. been doing all this kind of thing here. But then people are like, oh yeah, because he's got money, he should do that. Okay, so how much money have you taken out of your pocket to go and give to the charity as well? <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not disagreeing with that. I think you're Yeah, right. I know, I know, I know. But, <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> you know what? It's just, I feel like we have the, the pessimistic view of human nature and you have the optimistic view in so far as you uh, would hope that first uh, that person in you know position would <laughs> you would hope that person in that position would behave in a way that is positive or like in a way that you think is appropriate but the thing is that is what we're saying is the issues the fact that we expect people to have some as terrible as it sounds and as basic as it sounds I don't think that we should have such, oh, it sounds terrible. We should have such high expectations of these people insofar as like, they're not everything that we, we hoped that they would be. It's really sad. Like, and I think for me, that's from the fact that like being a historian and researching all of like my favorite figures and finding out that some of the things that they did or like some of the things that, you know, people know them for are not necessarily true was really this like really really disillusioning for me and understanding that you can't have the expectation that this person will do what you view to be the right thing all the time with their platform and that's their very prerogative um using some of the examples that you said with like say the drill artist you would think that you know it would be nice for them to kind of like put out a statement and talk about it but they're not entitled to do so because ultimately if you are listening to drill music that's even coming to the whole thing of like do we actually have you know, free will, to what extent are we shaped by our choices or are we shaped by our environment and the things that we listen to? Because true say there's a certain person that will go and listen to drill music and may be influenced to go and do something else. But then there's also the case of the other person that listens to drill music and doesn't do anything. So like, how do we account for that? And why is it that that response, like, is it really the fault of the drill rapper? 
And I think, yes, there is definitely some, you know, blame and some fault and stuff like that. I'm not disagreeing with you, but it's more so a, I guess, more philosophical question as to to what extent can we expect an influencer or a celebrity or a whatever to behave in a certain way in response to a particular stimulus. And I just believe that life would be so much easier if we didn't have such high expectations. <laughs> we just... <laughs> Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I think it should be encouraged. It should be encouraged because it's not a bad thing. It should be encouraged. I agree. I agree. I think it should yeah. be encouraged. I don't think, um, again, fine line, fine line. Um, but unless th- you're in, do you know what? I feel like if you're a politician, or if you're in public service, or if you're in positions of power and influence that are predicated on you having a transparent and particularly accountable relationship with the wider community then oh you must like it's a yeah Yeah. i'm looking at a footballer and expecting him to be you know doing up ten toes when it comes to you know social justice Well, <laughs> profession. <laughs> That's not his job. He's there to kick ball. Why should he not be vocal on this issue? Why should he be vocal on this issue? He's there to kick football. Uh-uh. What do you I, want from him? I think the lines are blurred because, I mean, there are certain extents because, you know, you won't expect most of these people to go and be talking about social justice. Like, we've been listening to Jay for how many years? I don't expect it. I don't expect for him to be talking about, you know, Black on black crime and stuff like this, even though you should be. I don't know what you well, some people well, you just said that you don't expect no, that no, you no, said no, you no, should no, no, no. I don't I don't <laughs> but at the same time obviously oh, yeah, yeah. entitled to the fact, oh, why are all these these um black artists or certain type, you know, of artists talking about the situation? And this one has not mentioned it, it doesn't even mention it at all. Ah, uh, because he doesn't have the range. He doesn't have the range. Because I feel like when you would like them to speak on a topic too you also might set yourself up for disappointment because some of them just don't have the range to engage with the situation. And sometimes silence is fine. Mm. Like I think mm. a lot of us in this generation are entitled to the fact that we must actively put our viewpoint forward at whatever means, like what by, by any means necessary. When sometimes it is okay to be silent if you know you don't have the range to give platform to someone else. And I think that's a, an avenue that a lot of celebrities should actually explore. It's not necessarily, I think a good way to kind of like find a midway between our two arguments is maybe celebrities should platform people or, you know, information that is relevant to a particular thing where they don't have the range. Like if a footballer was expected to speak on social justice issues, if he said, you know what, I don't have the range for this, but here's, you know, some resources you can access or here's somebody you might want to listen to, then I feel like that is such a, that's a thing. Brilliant. Yeah, but even that, I think that counts is what I'm talking. You know, maybe man, they might not be the 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 front head of that movement or you know speaking up on something. But it's it's even that. It's even maybe even pointing towards something. But then again, I guess I'm crossing into the entitlement uh, territory, aren't I? So, <laughs> I'm just happy to be on Renee's team. Today, <laughs> no, <laughs> it feels good. <laughs> uh, let's see how often that happens. 
Yeah. I was about to say <laughs> next one. Next one we'll see. Next one we'll see. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, again, I think your your points are right. Um, but again, maybe I need to keep drawing the fine line. But there definitely is a fine line <laughs> on this topic, and it's. Yeah. I don't think it's completely black and white as well. But oh, for sure. Definitely not black and white, but I definitely think there's definitely two two sides to it. You know, mm. my side maybe a bit more of the dominant side, but um. Did you say dominant? Dominant. We can turn out. We can we can cut more into apples. I was about to say you need to cut it up into pieces over there. Cut it up. It's a good thing I'm not having stomach pains in a minute. <laughs> good one good one again well, my analogy well, was, was my well, analogy was a good well, analogy oh we thank you that I came with none of these nonsense analogies today it's alright guys I'm, I'm the same one here it's alright oh uh, man oh cool cool well clocking in now and now we're an hour 30 um well Wow, it's been a <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been time. long. It's been long. <laughs> so definitely, I mean, those who are listening, those who are watching this, uh, let us know your thoughts as well. Shout us out in the comments. You know uh, what you think about this topic. If you're siding with me, uh, or you're shy- siding with these guys um, on this, even though it's a it's a balanced, it's a balanced argument. If we Take a step back to, <laughs> but I'm waffling now anyway. Uh, unscripted episode, I believe this is 22. Uh, title TBC, I might even scratch that as well. But <laughs> yeah, 